Game Tuesday. What's going on with America? Because everyone knows it's ridiculous. You got game? It's a mess. Here we go. What do you want to start with? Brought to you by Florence Recycling. It's time to clean it up. Satisfaction guaranteed or double your trash back. This is Trash Talking Tuesday. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Good morning and welcome. It's 8.07 and you are tuned to the Bob Rose Show along with Greg Cassidy. Your time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers where the answer is always... Yes, severe weather headed our way. This is a Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling. Yeah, severe weather is going to be a major topic. We'll talk more about it in just a second. Also, congratulations to University of Michigan National Football Champs, 34-13 to over the uh, Washington Huskies last night. Michigan completes a perfect season, 15-0. and And joining us right now, Gilchrist County Sheriff Bobby Schultz. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Doing fine, Bob. If I was any better, I'd be you. I'll tell you what. I can't believe that you've been the sheriff for, what, 12 years now? It seems like just yesterday I met with you in Jay Anderson's living room and shook your hand, and he said, and, and Jay told yeah, he's running for sheriff, and I think this wow. guy's a good one. Uh, 12 years. Can you believe it? I can't. It, it seems like it's, it's it seems like just yesterday, but it also feels like it's been over 100 years ago. But, yeah, I'm certainly blessed to be be the sheriff of gilchrist county indeed all right but today uh yeah you're gonna you're gonna earn that badge i'm sure along with all of your uh all the folks in the sheriff's office uh bad weather is coming i know you're aware of it uh tell me about some of the challenges that law enforcement faces covering a big county with a small you know force trees down power outages all these things possible maybe even tornadic activity the national weather service is warning us so how do you deal with all that well um i just got off the phone with our emergency management director ralph smith and i, I was asking him what to expect and he's telling me that the the folks uh, that the powers that be are saying around 11-ish our weather will start going downhill and we can you know anywhere from 11 to 5 p.m they're expecting in the gilchrist county area so obviously the the closer you are to the front the sooner it gets to you but uh 60 to, to 80 mile an hour winds um lots of rain obviously tornadoes is a, is a big concern uh so it, it's going to be pretty rough here for for a couple hours if everybody needs to heed that the challenges that we have is um uh, we have about 380, 390 square miles, a uh, small forest. You know, these old water oaks, they're a little waterlogged these days, and it doesn't take much of a wind to knock them down. So it, it does knock down power, causes uh, obviously power outages and, and traffic concerns. And then you still have the people trying to trying to get to work and navigate the roadways, and it, it, it always presents a challenge of, of sending, putting your resources that's already small in positions to respond and, and to you know, slow down traffic or respond again to the to the down trees and the traffic crashes that inevitably happen. Well, at, at least we don't have to worry about um, any school-related traffic this afternoon. Gilchrist County schools are closed along with Levy, Marion, Dixie, and Alachua County all closed today. So that, you know, that alone makes you want to really stand up and take this thing seriously, which is sometimes hard to do because Florida weather can change so rapidly and you go outside and it's warm and it's very still and you're thinking there's winds and tornadic activity coming our way it's weird isn't it oh it it is and you know i spent 18 months in afghanistan and that's probably in the mountains of afghanistan that is 
the closest to uh, changes that constantly happen that I've ever seen. It's, you know, one minute you have sunny skies, the next minute you have, you know, sleet. And we've seen it here. We've had almost a foot of sleet in downtown Trenton before, so it, it can certainly be unpredictable. Yeah, they're expecting uh, the possibility of hail. All, all the things that go with the you know severe, severe weather conditions, and the warmer it is, the more harsher usually these things happen when the the cold front and the warm front clash. So let's let's move on to progress on the jail. I know I ask you about it every time we talk, but we like to kind of keep up with it. What's going on now? Well, I'm glad you asked about it because uh, it, it lets our our citizens here in Gilchrist County know where we stand because you know you, you've got a pretty big pulpit there it's uh it's still right on track there i've talked to the superintendent of the project and uh, they're they're still having a target date of um uh, february marchish um these weather issues always push things back you know it depends on how much damage that you have and trying to, to get to your contractors here but it's it's right on and we're super excited um, we're moving forward trying to figure out our next move with it well it, you know and back to the the fact that it's been 12 years since you you know that you've started as the gilchrist county sheriff it just time really flies um if you're still gonna run what are some of the accomplishments or or goals that you'd like to uh you know hit in the future and yes sir I, i'm definitely running and uh I, I look forward to it as i said before i'm blessed to be the sheriff we've uh Basically, my goals are is to be consistent. I believe that we've been able to uh, restore public trust. You know, we've done our best to give professional services, um, hold, uh, have a lot of accountability, all while using some common sense as we apply the law, and also doing my part to uphold the Constitution and, again, keeping our citizens as safe as possible. Um, going forward, you know, I'm looking at the... Uh, being accredited. Um, it's something that the, the state of Florida and quite frankly, nationally are, are kind of pushed. So we're looking into that. We're looking at, again, just uh, being consistent, moving forward and, and being the best uh, version of the Gilchrist County Sheriff's Office that the citizens here deserve. And I'm just excited about the future. I'm excited about the opportunities of, of leading such great men and women and, and, and continue serving the county that truly raised me as a child and, and gave me all the opportunities I have today. So that's kind of what we're looking forward to in a, in a nutshell. Well, uh, let me just provide one more challenge for you that, that didn't come up. It has before, you know, funding in a, uh, in a county uh, your size and, and with the economic conditions, you've put together things with like what I'd call bailing wire and duct tape I mean, you've done a tremendous job pooling sources, and I know Chuck Clemens and others have helped as well, but what's the plan moving forward to make sure you secure funding to take care of your, your folks? Because I know you've worked hard to try to provide for them. Right. You know, we uh, just work with the county commission, educating the citizens of why a lot of these uh, things are needed. Uh, doing more with less is has been our, our mantra. And, the, and working with our partners in the, the past 12 years, I've, I've worked hard trying to build relationships with those entities that can help provide funding that doesn't, isn't a strain on directly on our taxpayers and to work with grants. You know, the, we, in my time as the president of the Florida Share Association, we helped develop a, a program that is 
funded by the Sheriff Association, not taxes, where we get free vests for our deputies. We get uh, shared assets, which is stuff that we can use here at the Sheriff's Office and can also go to Alachua County or Levy County or Dixie County to help them. So I'm always looking for ways to maximize our potential and yet uh, making sure that we're self-reliant and, and not making everything be on the taxpayers. So really, I'm just really excited to keep continue this year working with uh, Chuck Clemens and Jennifer Bradley and just doing our best to uh, ensure we get a little bit. There's The county is uh, trying to get a couple of projects off the out of Tallahassee. Uh, like last year, we got the radio system, which we talked about last right. time. It's, it's fantastic. I mean, it's almost $2 million that we've got from appropriations that did not have to come directly from the citizens. And financially constrained counties, they, they need that. And uh, I'm just super, just that's what we're trying to work at is trying to stay advantageous and uh, keep a footprint in Tallahassee, so to speak, to make sure that our citizens are represented and, and get some of that funding that typically goes other places. Do more with less. That is a mantra that many of us, uh, you know, can identify with uh, during some challenging times. And it's going to be a challenging day for law enforcement. Gilchrist County, no exception. Sheriff Bobby Schultz, we always appreciate your time on the air. And uh, and we pray that you and your folks are uh, safe. Thank you, Bob. And y'all too. Y'all, y'all batting down the hatches. It's going to be bumpy. You got it. Always a pleasure. 816 on the Bob Rose Show. We've got a lot to talk about, uh, including, yes, the weather and eroding conditions as we move forward throughout the day. Uh, the Obamas in the news, both of them. I'll give you some of that, share some of that information. It's all coming up on a Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling, you are listening to 97.3 The Sky. What's going on in the southern border is an impeachable offense. It's a high crime. Weeknights at 6. When the President of the United States refuses to comply with federal law and, in fact, is purposely violating it. 97.3 The Sky. Hang in there, my friends. Tough weather coming. We will weather it, though. I <laughs> uh, see what you did there. And you just blow us away, Bob. Thank you. Yeah. 822 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Thanks for tuning in. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelers, where the answer is always yes. And indeed, it is a trash talk, and Tuesday trash could be flying. Thanks, mm-hmm. uh, Florence Recycling, uh, Paul and the gang. Hopefully, they'll be battening down their hatches. Oh, yeah. You don't well, want stuff flying around. Those big old yellow roll-offs don't blow away, though. Those, <laughs> those are pretty heavy. Woo, yeah. yeah, I don't think they're going to. Yeah, they're not going to blow away. No. Uh, Michigan national champs football uh, beat the Washington Huskies thirty-four to thirteen. I have to say, and I'm from Michigan. I, I've been a, a Michigan fan for a long time, although I'm much more of a Gator fan now. But uh, and still, it was nice yeah. to see them win a national championship and complete a perfect season, fifteen and zero. Now the speculation: Will Jim Harbaugh jump back to the NFL, where he had spent some time before? Um, it'll be interesting. Of course, his brother John has seen huge success. Uh, in the NFL. So, we'll see. All right. Also, the weather, like I mentioned, nasty weather today. This is your top story. Schools closed in Alachua County, Dixie County, Gilchrist County, Levy County, Marion County. 
We just talked to the sheriff of Gilchrist County, Bobby Schultz, and they're expecting, uh, according to his emergency manager, uh, that weather is going to start to uh, degrade as early as possibly 11 a.m., mm-hmm. um, and I think that is better to be on that safe side. Oh, yeah. So we'll have a little bit more time as you move toward the East Coast from Gilchrist County, but not a lot. I mean, try to knock out things that you need to do early in the day if possible, and you don't want to be caught on the roads when this rolls through if you can help it because they expect some limbs to go down, some trees to go down, power to go out. We just had a glitch here. Yeah, we did. So, um, yeah, and it's not even (laughs) really, it's not here yet. No. So you got all that going on. Interesting story. Homelessness in Florida grew by double digits in 2023. And so Mm. now we account for the third largest population in the nation. Well, we're like the third most populated state. Right. So the rate, uh, overall homelessness rate, is below the national average. Hmm. But still, still, last year's tracking shows that homelessness jumped uh, over 18% in Florida, placing Florida with California, New York, Washington, and states where more than half of the country's homeless reside. Wow. Well, let me ask you something. And again, I don't know that... It's probably more you'd have an opinion than a real answer. We know pretty uh, even though we just hear about it but we pretty much know that there are other parts of the uh, the state for instance that send some of their homeless to say alachua county gainesville it, we're kind of a sanctuary city for them do you think that probably it's kind of like the border the word is out florida is the place to go do you think that they are getting a ride do you think they are encouraged to come here any gut feeling on that, that well, could contribute to this kind of number of increase? Well, here's what I know. There's a lot of church groups that are quietly involved in this migration thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much the average uh, person in public knows about that. And I'll sure. give you an example. I was on a site like uh, for Swanee, Florida. Um, it's a beautiful little town. Uh, if you like fishing, you're in heaven for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice people there. Uh, but they were talking about some camp where it appeared they seemed to be, you know, migrant people. Like, they didn't all speak English. Okay. And somebody said something along the lines of, oh, well, you know, no, they're, they're just, that's fr- from the church group, and, you know, they'll, they'll be there for a little bit, and then they, they move on or whatever. And it sounded like... Like, they're part of the church. They made it sound like that. Right. I'm telling you, in this particular instance, I don't know whether Mm -hmm. that's the case or not, but I can tell you in general that churches are a big part of moving these migrants around for housing them and doing things, and they're paid for it. Mm -hmm. Government funds... Are, are used. The whole NGO and, thing, you hear that phrase, that, that acronym around. And these yeah. churches that are involved, well, look, for instance, Catholic Church have been involved in that in, for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, and really dealing a lot with uh, Mexico or Latin America, I guess, mostly. But, you know, a lot of churches are involved in this. So, at first glance, you go, oh, that's just a church group or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that may not be the case. Now, yeah, these people in most cases are, that are dealing with the church side of it, they're being given at least temporary shelter. Right. So they're not necessarily adding to the homeless rate. 
But what's going to happen is when these people do have to get out on their own, Mm -hmm. then there will be a further squeeze for affordable housing. Right. And that will push some people out because the housing costs will go up, supply and demand at work. Here's a weird thought for you. Think about when you were a kid watching cop shows on TV in the 70s, 60s or 70s. And there was always it was a recurring thing. There was someone who was a witness to a crime, and they tracked that witness down to the local church. And what do they find in the lower level of that local church? Migrants hiding out. And that was back then, when we were kids. Yeah. That was a real thing even then. Think Multiply that. that by 7 million. In a few decades? Yeah. 828 on the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here as well. It's a Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling. We'll talk more about the borders and a New Jersey mayor who may have said some things that made folks uncomfortable. I'll explain next on 97.3 The Sky. Here's what's trending on The Sky. Albert Shell Jr. Is, is responsible for one of the more heinous acts that we've seen in Ocala in a long time. The news that's trending. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin hospitalized. National Security Council didn't know it. White House didn't know it. The news that's now. Illegal immigration. This is a national crisis that has to be resolved by Congress. The news station. Hello, Iowa. The MAGA Republicans, led by a defeated president. Now, more news. Updates every half hour. Breaking news at once on News Talk 97.3. It's a mess. A mess. A mess. This is Trash Talking Tuesday. <laughs> I would love to know what the hell's going on in our country. Being a wise guy with you a little bit. Talking trash now. It's time to clean it up. Brought to you by Florence Recycling. Satisfaction guaranteed or double your trash back. Clean. Coming clean. News Talk 97.3 The Sky. Sweaty Teddy. Oh, yeah. Shredding the guitar for you. It's 8.35, almost 8.36. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Good morning. Oh, yeah. And it's a uh, Trash Talking Tuesday, thanks to Florence Recycling. So there's that. And the top story could leave streets a little trashy, indeed. Could have power outages, uh, trees down, and maybe even tornadic activity. That's right. Uh, This is coming our way in a couple of hours. The National Weather Service is warning of a powerful cold front that will move through north-central Florida today. Severe weather, heavy rain, possible hail, tornadoes, damaging winds, uh, sustained winds 20 to 35 miles an hour, gusts as high as 50. Uh, Sheriff Bobby Schultz in Gilchrist County, I think he, his local uh, uh, folks, emergency folks, I think had wind speeds uh, that they were predicting were going to be even higher than that. Mm -hmm. So I just want everybody to be to be careful, don't take any unnecessary trips after uh, 11 or 12 today, if you can help it. And uh, Alachua County schools are closed, as well as Marion, Levy, Gilchrist, Dixie. They're shut down. Yep. So, you know, they're taking the warning seriously. It's like so many other things. It could turn out to not be all that much. And we love when that happens. Yes, we do. It's better to right. be, you know, prepared, right? Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario. And then have a best-case scenario kind of turn out. Well, think about it. If you drive uh, school buses, tall vans, delivery vans, 18-wheelers, you know, you get those big gusts. That that can be a little scary and a little dangerous. So it's probably really extra extra alert if you drive things like that and you're on the road today. Yeah, Betsy took the Jeep to the Tampa Bay area last week before I, <laughs> before I traded it in. Anyway, yeah. and um, the winds were blowing her. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, because that's, you know, the the Jeep stands up a little bit taller. Yeah, it's like driving a barn down the road. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it gets the same gas mileage as a barn, too. That's why I got rid of it. Uh, there'll still be a place in my heart. And well, I know. someday, someday. Well, there's two things I've always wanted. A, a Jeep. Now, I had a Liberty back in the day, and I liked it, but I've always wanted like a CJ, a Wrangler, whatever. But it's like I can't justify having, at this point, the extra vehicle that mm-hmm. gets 10 miles to the gallon. Yeah. And I've never had a Corvette. Now, I came close to one, but the bank didn't like the numbers on it. And otherwise, I'd be driving a red Corvette. So those are the two things that I've never had that are still on my wish list. Many, well, okay, many are on my wish list. Many okay, years but. ago, when I was actually selling cars, I had the opportunity because we worked. We, we were owned by the big Chevy dealership mm-hmm. in town down in Punta Gorda and could have got a really good deal. They offered this really special deal oh, on a Corvette back then. It was yeah. a lease, but it was like, I don't know, I want to say it was like 400 a month and I, they weren't asking for much down or anything. It was just some special deal. That's tempting. Oh, well, I was going to do it. I was going to pull the trigger on it. And? Don't, uh, oh, how old, hold, let me back up. Don't, don't sell. How old were you? 23. You checked into insurance. I did. Couldn't afford the insurance. Nope. Well, the insurance would have been more than, more <laughs> about than the, the same as the yeah four hundred a month. I could handle eight hundred a month. No, yeah. So that's yeah, that's what happened to that. Well, see, that's what kept me out of some stuff when I was younger. And then you kind of go through life; it's not practical, and you get to a point where you kind of want one again. But well, in I my case, you realize that the good Lord is looking out for you and your yes. immaturity. Yes. I was not. Mm-mm. In a place that uh, driving a Corvette would have been in my best interest. At 23? No, not, nah. a bit. not a bit. I could get in trouble with cars with mm-hmm. half the horsepower for yep. sure. Former President Donald Trump is leading President Joe Biden in several key swing states. Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. Wow. Nice. And more of these voters believe Trump would emerge as the victor in a head-to-head matchup than Biden, according to a Redfield and Wilton strategy survey that was just released on Monday. This talked to 6,000, more than 6,000 swing state voters. A lot of your uh, typical polls will deal with about 1,000 or so, but here they talk to 6,000. So uh, basically the question was uh, the presidential election, November 5th, 2024, uh, you know, uh, for whom would you vote? And uh, Trump is way ahead in all those areas. Nice. And, you know, I I, I had to go back to this thought that I've had <laughs> for a while now. Is Joe Biden really going to run? <laughs> I mean, he's stumbling and bumbling through speeches and mm-hmm. through exits, uh, on stage, off the stage. Uh, Jill has to really guide him. He looks dazed and confused. I saw some of his speech yesterday. He actually was pretty focused for a time. Yeah. Um, But then the previous, I know one of the big speeches previous to that, was the one where it was clearly over, and he was waiting on the stage and waiting, and finally Jill ran up there and... Literally ran. I very, mean, he was moving. It was very awkward. It was. Nobody's doing this, like, making fun of him. Uh, look, if we're blessed, we will see uh, advance in age. Hopefully, we won't see, um, you know, the kind of um, you know, mental, uh, you know, acuity right. start to uh, degrade like it has with him. But anyway... 
Uh, so, no, it, it's just with concern, really. And, um, oh, and, and not even realizing when key cabinet members are missing in action. You would think that the commander-in-chief would be in pretty regular communications with the Secretary of Defense, even if it's just kind of a quick thing, a touch base sort of thing, you, you would mean, think? You mean since we kind of like we're in a proxy war in Ukraine, we got things going on in the Middle East, they might not go a week or two without talking. Well, Americans are actually being attacked by, you know, these yes. Houthi rebels and yes. others. So we're, we're being attacked. Right. You think the Secretary of Defense... Uh, is going to be on the job every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he had elective surgery. Maybe he didn't feel it was in his best interest to put it off. Maybe maybe he thinks things are going to get worse, so I better get it out of the way. But the the fact that there was this real lack of communications right uh, among the higher ups. I mean, if your your uh, security guy Jake Sullivan doesn't know, and then yeah. your uh, Secretary of State Blinken, mm-hmm. he's not aware. Yeah. And the people working under you, apparently one of them, what, had the flu and maybe they didn't get the message or the memo. I don't know. Something's it, wrong. It really is like the Keystone cops in the White House at a very critical juncture. And the last thing that I would think is that, you know, this president will take on running for four more mm. years. So, yeah, I'm not wow. surprised that Trump continues to do very well in head to head polls against Biden. Uh, and and I don't know how much credit that Trump deserves versus, you know, how it's mostly due to Joe Biden and his lack of well, do, people that are supporting him and and, and really plan on voting for him. Do you re- honestly, in your in your deepest heart of hearts, think that he is fully capable? Of fulfilling the duties over the next four years, do do you do you feel mm. like he presents any sort of strength in terms of image to the rest of the world? Well, you look at the degradation over the last three years. Yeah, multiply that now because it, it it does spire it snowballs basically. So that's what you're looking for. That's what you're going to support for the presidency. Mm. Yep. I don't know. Uh, and then there's uh, well Joe Biden again. Uh, while giving a speech Monday at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, he referenced Thursday's shooting at Iowa's Perry High School, then pushed gun control. But, of course, it's always gun control that would not have prevented the shooting in the first place. We have to ban assault weapons. I did it once before, and I'm going to come back again and do it. Ban high-capacity magazines. We have to pass a universal background checks. It doesn't violate the Second Amendment. It's common sense and it saves lives. Hmm. Yeah, the guy was armed with, what, a shotgun yeah. and, and a small caliber handgun? Right. Uh, none of that would be impacted by what he's talking about. No. And he says, I, I've done it before. I'll do it again. Well, how did it go last time? It didn't make it a difference. Didn't lower no, it didn't lower crime rates, murder rates, or anything else. Yeah. Uh, but here we are. It's 845. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. Download the Odyssey app when you get a chance. A-U-D-A-C-Y Odyssey. That way you can go back and listen to podcasts and such when you download it. Then search for 97.3 The Sky and you'll be connected. You're listening to News Talk 97.3 The Sky.
Sean Hannity. Their plan has got to be to remove Gaza as a launching pad forever. Weekdays, 3 p.m. The longer this continues, there's not going to be much to return to in Gaza. On 97.3 The Sky. Yeah. We could experience some bad-to-the-bone weather. It's 8.50. You're tuned to the Bob Rose Show. Greg Cassidy is here. It's a Trash Talking Tuesday. Thanks to Florence Recycling and M. Go Blue. Da, 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 Wow. That's a Michigan fight song. I've heard that. It just... Sounded different when you did it. Well, I've, you know. I have no musical ability. We've established that some time ago. But uh, uh, I tell you what, the Michigan Wolverines established themselves as a national champ. I don't think there's any doubt. 34-13 to 13 win over Washington Huskies. Uh, they, were, they were on fire. Michigan really, really, I thought, played very, very well. And uh, Jim Harbaugh, the head coach, what's he going to do? That's one of the question marks. You going to jump over the uh, NFL because there's some openings. Oh, they're la- dropping like flies in the NFL. The head coaches. It's basically, you know, it's a three-year stint. If you don't perform in three years, you know, you don't get to the playoffs or whatever, you're pretty much out of there. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Would you like to be? Like a fly on the wall when discussions are taking place in Democrat circles. For instance, Jennifer Granholm, she is supposed to be the Secretary of Energy. And I, she's not a dummy. But yeah, I mean, she's a lefty. But still, how do you have these discussions about battery-operated cars, and, and she's been a, you know, a proponent. She's, she's pushed hard for that. Now she's saying, well, you know, don't worry about the oil companies walking away from, say, uh, a refinery in California because their policies are so difficult to work with and deal with um, they don't want to do business there anymore. Yeah, oh, don't worry about it. We, we've hit peak gasoline because people are buying battery, you know, electric cars. Did anybody ever have a discussion about the infrastructure needed to meet the demand of electric cars? Just from a recharging perspective, Congress set aside $8.5 billion, and they have not built a single charging station with that funding. And you have to scratch your head and say, why haven't they? Wouldn't that be like a feather in Biden's cap, he said, sure. look, we're making progress. They love the word progress. We're making mm-hmm. progress. Look at these oh, charging stations that we're building, making it so much easier for people to travel. They're everywhere. But they're not, they're not doing that. No. And then, you know they hate fossil fuels. They hate oil. Biden said it more than once. He's mm. going to, you know, it's going to be the end of fossil fuels. All which the campaign is, trail. That was one of his biggest things last time. Yeah. And so they're pushed for this. At the same time, they're not giving Americans really a choice in the matter. No. They're going to force you, they're going to mandate you to buy an electric car, but they're not going to provide you with a way in which you can charge it. Mm-hmm. And if you do have the ability to charge it at some point, or maybe through your home or whatever, what are the costs 
versus say what you're paying now. If you've got a fuel efficient vehicle now, right? Depending on where you're at, like if you plug into GRU, mm-hmm. that battery operated car may actually cost you more to operate than the gasoline. Yeah. alternative. And we are seeing some numbers that I saw just over the last couple of days. Uh, it doesn't seem to affect Tesla buyers as much, maybe just because they're all in. But uh, in some surveys of people who've been buying, buying electric cars from other manufacturers, uh, 30, 40, 50 percent are saying they would not do it again. Uh, some would go back to a hybrid, but they are not liking some things about a pure electric car. Look, it, it, you can force feed it. You can mandate it. Uh, right now, they use man. Uh, they use uh, tax incentives. Right. Yeah, they use tax incentives, and even those people that have gotten the tax in- incentives, a great deal of them, mm-hmm. a huge percentage, are saying, "I, I, I wouldn't do it again." But is it to do it over? Isn't it ironic that not that many years ago, there were those tax incentives uh, when you buy a new car that had a diesel in it because it was more efficient. It would save gas, and that was good for the country. Well, it's interesting you bring up the diesel thing because Granholm said, um, I think there are a lot of those who have refineries who are converting some refineries anyway to mm-hmm. biofuels. Now, that's a whole other direction that a lot of folks like. I don't know. We'll see. Well, does that mean you have to – is that like the – Corn thing, grow corn. Well, they, I, yeah, I think there's a, there's a few different options. I think when you're looking at, at that that part of the industry. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. I just uh, you know some basic questions that mm. that go unanswered, and of course the mainstream media is not doing not a bit their job. No. Hey, the nine o'clock stretch is coming up next. You're listening to the Bob Rose Show on ninety-seven point three, The Sky. 24 means a breath of fresh air, new beginnings, and it also means new news. The presidency. Are you ready? An election year. Impeachment. Added to the federal debt. Debt limit crisis. World peace. Keep it on the sky in 2024, and we'll keep you up on the new news that matters. A lot will happen. New year. Primary race. When you cast your vote. New news. Securing the border. Hamas and Islamic Jihad. Israel is fighting the just war. The news station is News Talk 97.3. The Sky.